Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And thanks for that intro, Mr. Lynn Rollins, a voice of LSU radio and TV baseball. All right, we are going to take a look at some of these text messages that are coming in. Uh, this one uh, says, uh, Happy Father's Day Eve, Don. I love that. Father's Day Eve. Yeah, this is actually tomorrow. Uh, I dearly love my late father. I learned many things from him, whether I wanted to or not. Well, some dads are like that. Remember the old show, Father Knows Best? Probably not many people remember that. But anyway, Dad wants you to learn things, and usually Dad's all right. Uh, she goes on to say he was a switchman for the railroad, but he had no patience for fishing. Well, some people don't. My mother's brother, my Uncle Lloyd, took me along and showed me how to fish. There's a special place in my heart for him. Girls just want to have fishing fun, too. Yeah, I understand that. They want to have hunting fun, too, and they certainly are. Uh, are welcome to do it in my, my my boat and on my dock. Anyway, here's one that says, why doesn't a fishing license last a year from the day you got it? Um, you know, it just goes way back, and uh, I don't know. They go from June to June. You know, June 30th is the, is when they all expire, so you got to make sure you get your new fishing license, and uh, it goes to June. And now they do give you a little bit of a break. If you buy it during that last month, if you buy one right now, and you didn't have one from last year and you want to fish this week, you can buy the 2019-2020 license, and they will recognize that as a good license for this year. So they give you a little bit of a break. But some states, it goes from calendar year to calendar year. I think that's where you get the most for your money because if you buy it late in the year, if you buy it in the springtime, it's over with at the end of June. you got to buy another one. And uh, maybe there's uh, a little bit of a hidden reason behind that. What do you think? All right, we're taking text messages at 870-870. Also want to direct you to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. We've got lots of interesting stuff there, and we're kind of working in conjunction with the radio program. In fact, you can listen to the radio show, uh, catch the podcast, uh, watch the TV, Fish and Game Reports, the Outdoors Reports, and also our full Bayou Wild TV schedule is up there, too. Again, it's DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Uh, we put up a, an outdoor opinion poll just to kind of see what your thoughts and feelings are on different topics and issues compared to the rest of the audience and i put this question out for this month asking you what is the most important reason you fish and i've got about seven choices up there and probably most of you maybe three or four of these all apply but just the one if you had to single it out to the one that is the most important reason why you fish what would it be and i'm a little bit surprised by the return so far we're going to keep this going until uh, the 4th of July will be the last day you can vote on it. But uh, here's here's the responses. Have fresh fish to eat. That's 11%. I thought that would be higher. Challenge of me versus the fish, 0%. That's not the most. And I'm sure a lot of people do, but that's not the most important. Uh, the leader right now is feeling the freedom of being on the pond, the river, the bayou, the marsh, the bay of the Gulf. That's 33%. Uh, actually, we've got a new leader. Put my mind at ease from the stress of living. That is 56%. Say that's the most important reason why they fish. Uh, The other choices would be, and we have no responses on those yet, 
uh, would be spend time with family and friends, compete in rodeos and or tournaments, and the old escape from a nagging spouse. Nobody fishes the most important reason for that one. All right, you can cast that vote. Go to DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. And while you're there, uh, got some really good recipes that are timely for this time of year that come up. Uh, we've got one for Acadian peppered shrimp. That's a good one. And if you are a frogger or you are lucky enough to have someone very kind, go catch some frogs and bring them to you. Uh, buying frog legs is tough. It's hard to find a good good set of frog legs. Uh, Asian caramelized frog legs. You know, a lot of people do the, the garlic and butter saute and, uh, you know, batter them up and French fry them. That's a good one, too. But this Asian caramelized frog leg recipe is a little bit different. You'll find them on there, along with just about all kind of recipes and lots of other information and interesting stuff, including our upcoming Cajun invasion to South Dakota's pheasant hunt with Bad River Bucks and Birds. If you want to become part of that team, uh, look right there in the middle of the page. There's a banner. Click on it. It's got all the details. And, by the way, uh, Brett Weibel, who we go up there and hunt with, he's uh, he's getting ready to be a, a new father. I don't know if he made it in time for Father's Day. I think they were going to induce labor this past Thursday, but I haven't heard from him. I have to check with him this weekend. All right, we'll be right back after this and pick up with Mike Gallo. A lot of people want to know what's going on with all the river water and Pontchartrain, Bourne, and some of the areas he fishes. We'll find out how he's dealing with it and how you can deal with it right after this time out. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And Mike Gallo joins us. His report is brought They offer fuel drops whenever whenever you need it. They'll tow you in 24-7, jump starts, and what they're really giving you is peace of mind, knowing that that rescue is just one call away. Hey, it could be a great Father's Day gift. All of that for a hundred and sixty year you can become a member or you get your dad signed up as a member by calling captain chris at 504-301-4545 or you can sign up online at cto.com they're also with the sponsors of last weekend's uh, challenge for the parish cup the redfish tournament and we want to congratulate a husband and wife team april and sean rubes with ten thousand dollar First place prize, and somebody said, I think it was Martha, said, well, I really need a husband and wife team one. I said, yeah, that way they don't have to split the money. April gets to keep all of it. All right, let's talk to Mike Gallo. He's out there trying to catch a few fish these days. Mike, what's going on over your neck of the woods in Pontchartrain and Bourne and North Shore and Wrigley's? Had somebody asking about the Wrigley's. That big 1.5 tide range I don't think would be good. But uh, is the river water kind of put that spot out of commission? But I would guess for redfish it wouldn't make much difference. How's the fishing over there? I tell you, Don, we had a very good week over in the Wrigley's area we had a lot of calm winds so i got a chance to fish in several different areas i fished the south shore of lake Bourne, over by bayou b avenue throwing spinner baits and caught limits of redfish we also fished the northeast corner of lake pontchartrain and some of the deeper canals lake shore uh, as well as some natural bayous big cedar and little cedar and again caught limits of redfish we also were able to fish in the Biloxi Marsh, um, where the water is a little stained, but it's not affecting the redfish whatsoever. I did get a report of sheephead and some black drum along the bridges in Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, it seems like the I-10 bridge and the trestle are the better of the three, the Highway 11 bridge. I've gotten no reports from there, and I would suspect that's from the 
construction going on at the bridge. It might be quite noisy, and probably fishermen are just staying away from it. Mike, the people that are catching some trout are saying they're finding little areas, little pockets of good, clean salt water mixed in around the river water. And when they find that, there's usually all the fish are kind of congregated in and end up with a nice catch. Is that something that you feel is worthwhile to seek out and try to find that, or would you just back off and say, look, let me take what Mother Nature's going to give me. Red fishing's off the chart. There's plenty of black drum and sheephead. I'm going to go for that. What's your thoughts on that? Well, my thought on that would be it's kind of like a needle in the haystack. If you looked for the clean, green water that was salty enough, it would probably be very difficult. But I would just do my normal fishing if it was for redfish or drum or seapit, but I would also keep my eyes out. And if I did see some of that real green water, that emerald green water that we often refer to as trout green, then certainly I would fish for it. In the summer, you know, your window of opportunity is so much smaller because of the heat. You don't want to waste time looking for green water. You want to try to go where you know where there's some redfish, be it in the Cedar Bayous or heading towards the Avenue or even the Biloxi Marsh. And, and if you stumble across some of that green water and there's trout, they would certainly be welcomed because uh, I might need a fish identification book to remember what one looks like. <laughs> yeah. About what about white trout? We talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, this is getting to the time of the year we usually get a good run on those. Is this river water going to kind of dispel the, the run on the white trout? Uh, Don, I have not caught any white trout or even fished for any white trout. Uh, I would think some of the deeper passes, like Wrigley's Pass, where the salt water may be down on the bottom. There may be an opportunity to catch some white trout. I simply haven't fished for any as of yet. Uh, when I'm telling clients that we're not catching any speckled trout, if they're diehard trout fishermen, we simply reschedule them into the fall of the year. Uh, and my fishermen, my fishermen that are wanting to catch redfish, then we, we target redfish. So I've yet to actually target any white trout or do any of that type of fishing in deep holes like Wrigley's Pass or Unknown Pass, um, looking for this for the white trout. I just hadn't done it. And what baits have you been using for those redfish catches you've been making? Well, I've been fishing the shoreline of Lake Bourne itself, and it doesn't have near as much grass in it as the interior marsh. So we've actually thrown spinner baits quite a bit earlier in the week. And yesterday I had some children on board so we just did old, reliable dead shrimp under a cork with circle hooks, and that worked very well. Great. Mike, you know, a lot of people decide to give Dad a fishing trip for Father's Day. They don't necessarily have to fish on Father's Day because they got other things going on. It may not be convenient, but they can get a gift certificate and give that trip to Dad, and he can redeem it any time he'd like. Is it too late for somebody to get a fishing trip? Adventures of Louisiana for Father's Day, a gift certificate or at least a card. And how would they do it? I've, I've printed up several gift certificates this week for lucky fathers that are going to get gift certificates. Um, it's not too late. We certainly could arrange something like that if someone were to call and want to get that taken care of. And, Don, another great gift for the father that already has a boat would obviously be a CETO membership. Yeah, I brought that up. There's no doubt that would be probably one, the number one gift because a lot of people won't get that for themselves. 
but uh, that's the gift that you know is precious. You give it to them, and then you don't have to worry about where they are and if they're going to be rescued if they get stranded and left out there. So what a great gift idea. And that's uh, three three oh one forty five forty five area code five oh four. Or if you just go to CETO.com, you can get that, a CETO uh, package. And, uh, boy, what a great job they did on that rodeo last week, that tournament for the redfish. It was really a good turnout, and some nice fish came in, and that was to be expected. There's some beautiful redfish waiting to be caught out there. Yeah, there's lots of redfish in the area. There's there's more redfish than I can ever remember in my 20 years of guiding, and it's it's perfect timing with the trout being pretty much non-existent in the local area. So that's that's working out to fill the void for us very well. And hey, I'm just like everybody else, can't wait for this spillway to close, the water to move out, and we start getting things back to normal. Sound like a plan. Thanks for the report, Captain Mike. Really appreciate it, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. All right, Don, thank you, and you and all your listeners have a happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. All right, coming back after this, how about getting Dad a kayak? (laughs) Next guy can give you some uh, buying advice on that because he's on a pro staff, uh, won a lot of awards, running rodeos, tournaments, very serious kayak angler. Brendan Bayard with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club joins us next for our up-close-and-personal report. We call it the Paddler's Report or the Peddler's Report. Not peddling as in selling, but peddling your kayak with the hands free. Back with Brendan's report after we pause three minutes for our sponsors to tell you all about their wonderful products. We'll be right back after the The stroking report. And if you're paddling for your fish, uh, one of the guys that does that quite frequently is Brendan Bayard. He joins us now for his report that is brought to you in conjunction by Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and is presented by Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find locations for them in Mid-City, New Orleans, over in Covington, Baton Rouge. They've got some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Visit their website at MasseyOutfitters.com, or you can check them out on their Facebook page. Brendan, where are you going this uh, Father's Day weekend? I'm headed up to the Smoky Mountains in uh, North Carolina. So uh, I'll be targeting some different kinds of fish, uh, hopefully some smallies and some brown trout and some rainbow trout. Yeah, you'd like to do that. Well, how do you fish for those small mouth bass in, in, the, in the little lake? Um, I'm sorry, rainbow trout up there. Uh, I usually just bring some really ultralight spinning gear. Uh, if I have a fly rod, it just uh, I'm a novice at best. Uh, I mean, I can... I can catch a few, but I like to bring. I like to be well prepared so I can uh, do more catching and less uh, fidgeting with my gear. But uh, if the pre- if the situation presents itself where I got some nice uh, open spots, I can uh, I'll break out the fly rod. It's just a lot of these little tiny creeks that I find uh, over there in that kind of area. You're uh, you're really kind of amongst trees and you're you're fishing in practically a, a little ditch, if you will, and you're. You're targeting little tiny holes next to rocks and stuff, so it's uh, really just flipping from a, a little ultralight rod. So, pretty fun. Yeah, it's very relaxed, relaxed fishing as opposed to some types of other fishing that can be a lot of violence and a, a lot of chaos. Well, hope you have a good time up there. Uh, back home here, uh, well, you know, we had some really nice days. With that humidity dropped down, the temperatures dropped a little bit, but that didn't last real long. We're back to summertime. What's been going on for paddlers along the coast? Uh, well, the hot spot has been Grand Isle. Uh, a lot of people have been going out 
to the coast this time of year, the uh, trout just really stack up pretty thick on the, that beachfront. Um, you know, people had a lot of success this week. I knew a lot of people that took off work on those uh, those days where the weather was a little bit nice, went down there, uh, caught limits of fish around places like Elmer's Island or Fushan, uh, Grand Isle itself. Uh, really anywhere around the beachfront, there's lots of trout on the front or the back just uh, – you know, some days the, the surf is a little bit rougher than others, but if the water's still clear, uh, the fish are still there, and uh, you have nothing to worry about. In a kayak, you might want to, uh, you know, pick a spot on the surf where you're a little bit further away from the uh, actual surf break. I know that's a real kind of uh, place to lose a lot of gear if you're in a kayak. You know, you're, you're not paying attention all of a sudden. You're in the break zone, and, uh, you know, it's, it's real easy to flip a kayak. I've done it personally a couple of times but uh if you're in a place like Kamenata Pass you can fish that beach bite without being in the middle of breaking waves uh or you can just always you know put your kayak on the bank and wade out there and and do it just like wade fishing so no uh sense in uh getting your gear into harm's way uh, Captain Kirkwood Hackberry was telling us that the fishing has been really good out west, except in the areas where that, that heavy rain uh, caused some freshwater problems. What's some suggestions for paddlers headed out down to the, you know, Calcasieu, Big Lake, uh, Hackberry area? Uh, if you stick in the marsh, uh, you can catch redfish all day. And even in the lakes, you can catch a lot of redfish uh, right there. Uh, people have been, uh, I've been getting good reports really all the way up by the 210 bridge, you know, all the way to the beach. So uh, you can just kind of pick your spot if you will. Uh, you're, you're probably going to be dictated to what species you catch by the salinity that's going down the ship channel. But there are definitely going to be pockets of water, like especially, you know, along the eastern edge away from the ship channel that you might find some trout kind of congregate up. Uh, it's going to be more of a grind-out kind of bite. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you find that place where those, those big trout are just holed up waiting for that, uh, that saltier water to reestablish itself on the reefs. But um, redfish aplenty, uh, lots, of, lots of flounder coming out from over there. And then uh, over on the beach, you know, over down by Holly Beach and Rutherford Beach, uh, you can probably make a better run at some trout out there as opposed to uh, where the freshwater is along the ship channel. Uh, they got some good redfish action down in Plaquemines, uh, just across the levee right down there for people that don't want to paddle a long distance. There's some ponds that are almost instantaneous fishing once you get the kayak in. How's that been? Yeah, it's been really great. Um, Plaquemines has been a really hot spot for uh, redfish. Um, if you go over there in places kind of like by uh, the Port Sulphur High School, that whole area along the levee is holding a lot of redfish. Uh, over in Hopedale by Reggio, there's a lot of redfish in there. I mean, there's just redfish all over. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a hot spot while the trout fishing has been down um, with the river being so high. But uh, you know, people are still catching random trout here and there if they're you know diehard grinded out uh, throwing topwaters in the in the marsh. You'll you'll find a random trout all of a sudden. But uh, you know, a lot of people are just going out there and, and catching redfish, give, give, uh, taking what Mother Nature gives them right now, and then I'm sure our trout fish will be back to normal uh, after all this uh, drops back down. What can you tell us about the uh, GCKFA offshore combination inshore offshore kayak tournament over in Pensacola? 
Oh yeah, it's uh so our we have uh, a few different clubs that are kind of neighboring clubs, uh the Mobile Club being one and then the uh, Gulf Coast Kayak Fishing Association in Pensacola. Uh they have probably been around maybe a year less than uh, the Bayou Coast Club and I've gone to uh, several of their events and theirs is such a unique event where they allow anglers to either stay inshore and fish for the traditional slam uh inshore slam like that we do here or you can go offshore and target kingfish spanish uh snapper grouper and uh, they have a whole division for those offshore plate fish which is uh, really exciting to see uh, what those guys bring in i mean people catch sailfish out there um, you have such a nice depth that is so quickly off the beach over there it really provides some opportunities that are unlike what we have over here to try the blue water uh it's just amazing to go out fishing uh off those beaches over there and that that uh offshore style fishing in a kayak uh you know maybe y'all ought to start getting some competition going you know i got all these kayak clubs bckfc the uh, GCKFA, got the Mobile Club, the Lafayette. Maybe y'all could produce some all-star teams and have some fish-offs against each other, you know, on home fields and visitors. And yeah. Well, I think it would be interesting. We do have the IFA tour, which kind of brings uh, the people that are really into the tournament scene together for a kind of a regional competition. You'll see a lot of the guys from the Mobile Club, the Texas Club, the uh, the Gulf Coast Association. They all kind of congregate to these IFA events, which uh, – you know, the, the fields are not as big as these big club tournaments where the club tournament might hold 200 or 300 anglers. These uh, smaller events might be only 50, but it's the, the top guys from every club. They get in the car and they travel and they, they fish for a long weekend and then they accrue points over the season and then you have a big championship at the end of the year. And Grand Isle's been kind of the hot spot for the championship since it's a bull red uh, uh, trout aggregate kind of tournament. So... We see these guys over and over, and uh, it's been fun. Great. Before you run, Brendan, give me your number one gift idea for a dad who kayaks. Maybe something that uh, he doesn't have, hadn't got himself. What would you What would you think? Uh, if your father or your uh, husband doesn't have an inflatable PFD, that is like the awesomest thing to have during the summer. When it's hot, you don't want to be wearing one of those big, thick uh, PFDs. They're a little bit pricey, but once you have one, you can use it and recharge it uh, with CO2 uh, cartridges forever. I think that's a great gift idea. Keeps them safe, and uh, it's uh, comfortable and lets him enjoy his time on the kayak a lot more. I'm with you on that one. What a great gift. It's good on a bay boat, but in a kayak, especially comfortable. Brendan, enjoy your fishing trip on Carolina. We'll talk to you when you get back, my friend. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All righty. Happy Father's Day. All right. We come back after this. Uh, took eight months. Guy finally turned himself in. Illegal deer hunter. Story starts down in Alabama. We got the bad boy of the outdoors. Up next on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio and we get this text message in from one of our Alabama listeners. Fishing equals peace. Uh, I guess that's in response to our opinion poll question. What is the most important reason why you fish? Here's a good tip. Make sure you have windshield washer fluid. If you're crossing the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway this morning, the bugs are terrible. Well, I hope it's not those 
Love bugs. They sure can make a mess. And uh, we've got some kind of acid in them. really gives your paint job a problem. All right, and here we have Don. I hope you and your listeners have a safe and happy Father's Day tomorrow. That's from our friend David Hubble, Hubble's Hearth, uh, over there in the Mobile area. In fact, Mopile, I'm headed over there tomorrow, David. I'm going to – Repticon is going on. I've got an 8-year-old granddaughter who is uh, – Kind of an amateur herpetologist. She knows more about snakes than the average adult. And uh, we're going to go take a look over at the Repticon in Mobile, Alabama. It's a convention of reptiles, if you're not familiar with it. All right, when we come back from this station identification pause, it's bad boy, the outdoors time. You know what that's all about, right? After we let our local stations tell you who along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, our story began back in October of 2018. Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries agents got a complaint about a burris man taking the deer off the Delta National Wildlife Refuge. The agents made contact with Blake Rigby. He admitted to taking the deer with a bow but didn't have a bow license and did not report the deer as required by law. He also told the agents that the illegally taken deer was in Alabama at a taxidermist. Agents arrested the 25-year-old Rigby for hunting without a bow license, failing to comply with deer harvest record requirements, intentional concealment of illegal wildlife, and violating interstate commerce regulations. After an arrest warrant on these charges went out, he turned himself in on June 6th, just last week. It took so long. If convicted of the charges facing total criminal fines, of $2,300, 120 days in jail, and a $1,624 in civil restitution fine to replace the deer is 25-year-old Blake J. Rigby of Buras, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Hmm, well, a few questions unanswered there. Where is the deer now? I don't guess he ever wants to see it again, much less mount it in his living room. I don't know, about $50 is the fine for the no bow license. I think we need to rethink the value of some of our fines in Louisiana. Bow license doesn't cost. By the time you get the bow license, the basic, and the big game, you're about 50 bucks. So it might be worth taking a chance not to buy it financially. Hmm, $50 sounds low to me. What do you think? All right, coming back right after this timeout, we'll catch up with Ryan Lambert. Find out what he's got going on for Father's Day down in Plaquemines Parish at the Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge. It's what you hear right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we call him the Plastic Man, otherwise known as Big Daddy Ryan Lambert on this Father's Day weekend. Now, Ryan, I know like me, you are the father of daughters, and I'm sure they're going to be serving you breakfast in bed tomorrow, walking the dogs for you, cleaning the boat, cooking you your favorite <laughs> meal, and just asking what else they can do to make you comfortable. Right? Got the picture right? Oh, they're going to be doing something. they got a lot of people coming over, and we're going to have some prime rib and uh, my dogs walk theirself. They, I don't have to walk my dogs. <laughs> oh, well, I know they would day, if they huh? had to. Boy, it's oh, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, nice conditions out there. Going to be pretty. You fishing today, or you got your crew doing no, that? No, I, I came home. We got seven boats out today. But yesterday, you know, it's the weirdest thing, and I've been saying it for years to everybody. All you have to do is we got, which is weird, is north wind in June, but. It takes that water, that river water, and moves it, and the trout come, boom, right? I mean, just that quick. We just automatically you catch a trout where yesterday was river water. It just, you know, we whacked them yesterday. And the dirtier the water, the bigger the trout. Isn't that weird? It's just crazy. Yeah. I, I heard some reports of, you know, some people full limits. I don't know what size oh, yeah? they were, oh. but the fact that they caught them down there was really surprising to me. Was yeah, it east they, side or west side? 
uh, west side. Uh, east side, east side mm-hmm. with the north wind, we don't fish it. The fish turn off on the north wind on the east side. The wind's blowing in on it. And uh, we got whacked a couple of days, and we said, okay, uh, let's go west. <laughs> so when it blows north, we go west. And, Were they uh, fishing birds or reefs? Oh, no, no, just, just reefs and islands and stuff and caught a bunch of the reds, too. I mean, I think Todd had 70 trout and 15 or 18 reds. So, yeah, that, that's a good day in anybody's book. Uh, I went out yes, with Terry and a couple of the guys. And they were fishing live shrimp. They did well on the live shrimp. I was just throwing my plastic, and uh, I was catching hardheads even on plastic yesterday, which is probably why I don't fish shrimp. <laughs> You know, I was fishing uh, with Chad Billiot, the marsh rat, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and he brought up something that, that kind of tricked my memory, and I'm sure it will you too. Do you remember the year the hardheads were almost wiped out? There were just acres and acres of them floating dead everywhere, and it was just hardhead catfish. And everybody said, this must be some kind of reward from the heavens or something. But they came back with a vengeance the next year. But do you remember that, where you just see them yeah. floating dead for miles? Yeah. Well, a lot of that is is uh, in summertime in August. They all float up. A lot of the fish don't float up that die. And, and hardheads, for some reason, float up. So you see a lot of them. You see a lot of them killed by, by uh you know, boats as well, trawls and stuff. But you see a lot, a lot of flo- uh, catfish float more than other fish. Catfish and black drum, and uh, normally when they kill the bull reds, you'll see them float up as well. But but just like the freeze, you know, you that don't we see had speckled trout floating. I've seen them. Uh, Very the rarely do you see trout. The freeze of '89, they were mm. everywhere. The whole top of the water floating. But the freeze two years ago, most of those fish didn't come to the top. For whatever reason, we lost a ton of fish, but they didn't come up. You know, the guys were catching them in their in their their different uh, apparatuses they use for commercial fishing. They knew they was dead. They saw them, and uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm just glad to see some of them back. I'm sitting here today watching all my black belly squealers navigate the trees to get to their nest and their holes and all. It's, it's funny to watch them get through the trees. That's a well, those things are just that. everywhere now. They are everywhere. Yeah. They have migrated up north for the summer, and they'll be gone in September. They have full moon in September. They'll leave again and come back to full moon in March. And this this week, the uh, the purple martins will leave probably probably this week or next week. You know, it's it's nature. You keep up with it. You can see it all happen before your eyes. It's, it's a beautiful thing we have. Yeah, yes it is. But, uh, well, get somebody wants to get a hold of you. Oh, they get, they well, can go to the website. You, you know. You know, a lot of people are scared of that river, but don't be afraid of the river. You want to come fishing, we're going to get you on fish. You know, just go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, or you can call me direct at 504-559-5111. And uh, it's, it's been good. Well, I can't wait for my trip. Looking forward to coming down there again. And I'll we'll catch up with you, you next week. Have a happy Father's Day. You know, don't yeah, get spoiled. Father's Day get you set with, with Captain Martha, too. <laughs> Oh, you're quite welcome, quite welcome. Glad you can use right, it. Bye. We'll see you next time, Ryan. Thank you. All righty. Yeah, when we come back after this, going to update you on some of your text messages. Still got time to get one in, 870-870. And if you're going to be staying with us for the next two hours on more outdoors, I'll tell you all about what's coming up on that show right after we take this break on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
And we just got a few minutes before the wrap-up here, kind of recapping what went on. Uh, weather forecast looking good. South and southeast winds 5 to 10. Uh, smooth conditions on the inside lakes and interior bays, about one to two-foot seas offshore. Unless you get near some of those pop-up thunderstorms, it is summertime. There's a 30% chance of running into one of those. The winds and seas are going to be a little bit higher. Less of a chance uh, tomorrow on Father's Day. Average tide range is 1.5. Got a full moon out there. Some people like to fish full moons. Some people don't. I prefer a couple days before and after. Seems like when full moon, both fish and game, the movement in the peak periods uh, for feeding are kind of like midnight and then again in the middle of the day. So might not necessarily have to get out there real early. And, uh, and get your line wet. All right, we're also uh, going to tell you what's coming up on a more outdoor show immediately following this one. If you don't know how to listen to it, best thing to do is go to my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and right there in the center of the homepage, it says how to listen to the more outdoors show Saturdays. And there's some information there about HD radio. If you have an HD, you can pick it up in certain areas. If you don't, you can listen anywhere, and it just says click here, and it'll come right through your computer your desktop uh, computer or your iPhone or any Internet device that you have, you can listen to the show. What we're going to be talking about is Hunters for the Hungry. Uh, they have a new director, Julie Grunwald. Familiar name? Well, you may know her from our CCA days. Also, Jay Weiss with the Second Harvest Food Bank. going to talk about how you can, as a fisherman, hunter, sportsman, help the needy by providing one of life's most uh, basic needs, and that's food. We'll talk to them about that. Also catch you up on the red snapper quota, where we are in reaching that quota. That determines how long our season lasts. We'll also uh, talk more about some tournaments last weekend. Relive some Father Day's memories. Tell us about uh, your dad's favorite dish uh, for fish and game. What was his favorite fish? Maybe the best gift that you ever gave dad? Or if you're a dad and got a gift, what was your favorite gift you've ever received? Maybe we can give someone some ideas who is stumped. Also, take your text messages and phone calls. The text board has still got some text coming. And this one says, Happy Father's Day, Don. My father passed away several years ago. I have three beautiful kids to take fishing and tell them about their granddad. That's from the Irish Kunas. And that's how uh, our folks live on. You keep retelling the stories, and then your grandchildren can tell stories to their kids and their grandchildren. All right, and uh, we got this one, a great show as always. Where the, what are the rules regarding fishing licenses? Do you have to have a paper copy on you, or is an electronic copy good? Thanks. Uh, for states that do issue electronic copies, certainly they're good. Uh, when I go out of state, if I don't get the license ordered online in time to receive the paper company, they will give you a confirmation number. And if you are checked, you just give the agent the confirmation number. He can punch it into his computer and verify what license you have and what the effective dates were. I don't know if Louisiana issues strictly electronic where it's on your phone and they can scan it. I'm not sure if we're that technologically advanced. But I do know if you call on the phone, give them a credit card number, get your license, they will give you a confirmation number to produce. Not necessarily that you still have the old traditional paper fishing and hunting licenses. All right, that guy's name is Reed Alleman. He sings us out of the show. He's been doing it for a long time. By the way, speaking of a long time, we have a 30th anniversary of this radio program coming up 
on July 27th. We're going to do a special on-location broadcast from Bayou Adventures in Lacombe. Really want you to come by if you can. If not, call us and tell us about some of your memories of the show over these years. Believe it or not, I've dug up some voices from the past. I think you'll really enjoy hearing some of the folks that have made this show what it is today, going back as far as 30 years. We say goodbye to our affiliate stations. If you're tuning in for more outdoors, welcome aboard. We'll be right back to do it after this, and see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.